Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Wi-Fi Tribe podcast. I am your host Amanda and in this episode you are about to hear a conversation between myself and Michelle Winterstein as we discuss personal branding and how um, you can use social media as a powerful tool um, to bring all of that to life. Okay so this is going to be an episode for you if you are interested in using social media Um, to build your personal brand, to move into an arena of thought leadership, whether you are an employee and whether you're a freelancer or you are an entrepreneur, I think what Michelle has got to say is going to be supremely valuable for you. Um, I do introduce Michelle in the show, so I won't give you any spoilers now, um, but you are going to be in fantastic hands. So sit back, relax, get yourself a tasty beverage and enjoy, and I will see you in the next one. I'm going to click the record button. Oh, we're alive! Um, and then anything that's, you know, we can always edit different things. Um, so I'm just going to, we, we're just, I've got some questions and things here. I've sent over some, some themes. So um, yeah, we'll be able to put those into um, questions. Um, so yeah, let's begin. So um, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Word Virtua podcast. Um, Michelle, this is my um, podcasting voice. Hello and welcome. Um, first things first, happy birthday to you. Seven, <laughs> it's true. You're amazing and we love you. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Oh, thank you. I can't <laughs> think of a better way to spend my birthday than to be talking to you. Oh, I love it. And I am, you know, I am so pleased to be here with you as well um i love it so for all of you guys listening welcome back um it's great to have you here and you're probably thinking you know why am i tuning in um who is michelle so let's get into that so um i have on the show with me today a wonderful entrepreneur branding expert graphic designer and all-around fantastic person now michelle has spent her time completely transforming the brands of clients and up their social media clout time and time again trust me i've been watching it She's got a keen eye for design and her commitment is to high quality work, high quality engagement on social media platforms. um, And it is fantastic. In addition to this, Michelle has built up a Facebook, Instagram and TikTok community of graphic designers with a brand message of her own. That's radically real, honest and pioneering. She's going to tell you a bit more about the other work that she's been getting involved with um, in terms of, you know, building a physical community where she is of entrepreneurs. Um, but she's here today because her social media presence is fused with her entrepreneurial spirit and her personal values as she uses her platforms to shout about the things that really matter. So it is my great joy to have you here on the show with us today, Michelle. Um, so welcome. Thanks for having me and what a humbling introduction. I'm, I'm honoured to be here. <laughs> oh well you know i'm just i'm just saying i'm fangirling really hard right now um so <laughs> so what i'd like to do michelle is i you know i want to spend this time um shining the, the 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 light on you but also kind of picking your brains um about some things around personal branding and thought leadership and how we can use social media to do that um so just to give you a little bit of background 
we very recently in the tribe did a um a panel discussion about thought leadership um and you know building up a personal brand and how that can help you regardless of whether you're a freelancer entrepreneur or whether you're an employee um and so what i wanted this to be what i wanted to do was catch up with somebody that really knows social media knows the space and is has a has a personal branding that crosses plat different platforms because we all use different things some people use a little bit of this a little bit of that um and i i really just wanted to pick your brains on on how we can get that done in the next you know 30 30 to 35 minutes um <laughs> so look i can see you getting, I, best, getting yeah. excited i love it um so what i you know first off i just want to get a little bit of um a little bit of background about yourself um how did you get into your field of um you know graphic design and and, and branding essentially sure so i um started my brand design business between my junior and senior year of college at the university of san diego and i've always been entrepreneurial my whole family's entrepreneurial my great-grandmother my grandmother my mom my aunts now also my sister so it's kind of not a huge surprise that i would start my own my own thing um i've always loved art and design that's kind of then I was the creative one, you could say. <laughs> um, all my sisters are creative, actually, but I come from a really big family. Mm -hmm. And I always was drawn to the arts um, and fine arts, especially. Um, and naturally, being the oldest in my family, I think I, I fell into that leadership role from a very young age. Uh, so I love the idea of bringing community together and having conversation as well as um, kind of kickstarting things like you're talking about with social media what a, what a wonderful way that is to actually reach your audience and continue to have conversation and doing that on behalf of a brand i think is just where i could nerd out all day um <laughs> as far as my career trajectory i um really wanted to be a museum curator when i was in college i thought that's wow. what I, I wanted to do and and um always loved to travel and figured oh i could just be a curator and then i can travel and like meet all these artists and like hop dabs with these like higher ups in society and it was going to be this whole thing and then it was an office job i took an internship and i was stuck in a cubicle on like a very outdated computer program and wasn't with the art at all and that, that wasn't what i wanted um so i kind of had to figure out something else i kind of fell into graphic design because I really liked the creative problem solving that graphic design presented. I had this kind of natural business brain for my family and then this interest in art. And it was this really great blend of how can I take these criteria and then create visuals around those themes. Yeah. And that I think got me super fired up. So I started just as graphic design, like freelance graphic designer in 2014. Um, my mom, like I said, is pretty well connected in the community as a business owner. So a lot of my first clients were her friends and her peers and then kind of grew and scaled, but really leveraged social media marketing to grow my brand to where it is now. Um, now I exclusively do brand design and brand design focuses in on the mission, vision, values, and goals of a business and helps to assign visuals that match those. Um, yeah. All of my clients leverage social media in some way, shape, or form to grow their audience, to sell their product or service, uh, to connect with their community. So that's, to me, my ideal client avatar, someone who sees the power of that yeah. um, and creating visuals for them that will reflect all those values uh, in an online space. That is, that is amazing. Um, and obviously I've, I've, I've seen that in, in action because I do follow, I mean, I, in terms of building my own personal brand, this is a learning experience for me as well, because 
I, 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 when I see it and it works and it looks amazing, I'm like, yes. And then I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get there to do that. So this is going to be, I am the, you know, I am definitely looking for some pointers um, there. So one, one question I, I wanted to ask you before we get into that is, you know, when did you, when did you make that, that switch? And when, when did you really start taking like your own social media, um, your own social media presence, like super seriously? Cause I've, I really feel like you've always been kind of on it with your social media, but it's really, really kicked up a notch um, in recent times. I just wanted to kind of explore that with you and the kind of switch that happened. Yeah. There. Yeah. I think, um, I, when I first started off as graphic design, I first started off as a freelancer, I was posting my work, but I thought the biggest compliment was somebody seeing my stuff and saying like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you did that because it was good. <laughs> like it was better than they expected because I was young. Um, and because I was like somewhat inexperienced, I wasn't formally trained in graphic design whatsoever. So that to me was like, if I could look like these big agencies, that that's what I wanted to, to do online was to show the really glossy mock-ups and really like fantastic final product, but not really any of the process or any of my personality. Mm -hmm. uh, as I started traveling and traveling with Wi-Fi Tribe, then all of my content switched to travel. And then I was sharing a bunch of travel content and I came home from a trip and I remember um, uh, someone at the gym or something like this said, wow, it's so great. Your parents paid for you to go on vacation. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm working. I have my own business, but that's not what I was portraying online. Yeah. So there's this disconnect between what I was showing and what I was actually doing. Then the more that I leaned into like Instagram stories and documenting my process and going on different platforms and experimenting with the kind of content that best resonated with each of those audiences, I was yeah. able to figure out, okay, this is the content that works for Instagram. This is the content that works for TikTok. This is the content that works for LinkedIn, Pinterest, um, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook groups, et cetera. So now that I have those really like clear lanes, mm -hmm. it made my marketing so much easier because then I could dump in my time and effort because the the quality of the content was pretty much on autopilot. Like I know that I could, I could do good quality. It's just a matter of dropping the things into the right buckets that yeah. actually helps them take off. And then it created more of an incentive for someone to follow me in all the different places because they were getting different kinds of content that was valuable in different opportunities. I mean, there is just so much in what you've just said, just, there i mean that is incredible mic drop can we be done is yeah. that it? <laughs> that's it drop just finish the podcast we're done michelle that's it um <laughs> so um that is that is you know really brilliant like it have you got any kind of um maybe not statistic not statistics so much but maybe that sort of thing if you kind of know what i'm getting at have you got any um instances where you or any idea you can say right as soon as i kind of crack that code um you know this content yes. this platform what happened with your business what you know how did that uh, manifest itself essentially absolutely i think the best way to figure out what this is is checking your analytics so by looking at my analytics on instagram i noticed that when i was posting logo designs nobody gave a damn like people were not in, interested in other people's logos whatsoever but when i posted something about being an entrepreneur or being a digital nomad or traveling I know I just said that I was posting traveling content, but then there was a disconnect. But when I posted about entrepreneurship and lifestyle content with kind of a brand design lens, that content performs the best. So the we all know like listicles a la BuzzFeed are super popular. So if I'm listing out in a caption, here are the five things I do on my iPhone to make sure that my content stays on brand. That's yeah. the kind of post that would get really like saved, a lot of engagement. Um, 
right now, currently, like the illustrations I've been doing that have just kind of been top of mind and, and been my own expression and from my point of view and, and sharing about everything that's going on in the world have, have absolutely exploded on social for I hope good reason but because I think people really resonate with the message like getting super personal and getting to the crux of what my core values are because Mm -hmm. obviously my business is a reflection of me and I'm a reflection of my business and so putting my values centric work on Instagram is really important um for TikTok for example I was starting with a clean slate love a clean slate opportunity and went purely with experimentation posted a brand design in 60 seconds video it got pretty good traffic um, hit the ground hard, posted about six more. I've been doing brand design for six years. So I've got a huge backlog of work to share. And then it became this like living, breathing portfolio. And now this year alone, I think probably 80% of my revenue has come from clients from TikTok. No way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's completely transformed my business to the point where I've brought on a VA. I've brought on junior designers to help assist me. Um, I've had the biggest month I've ever had during coronavirus. So go figure. Um, <laughs> it's kind of wild, but it's also a thing of, uh, when you say cracking the code, I think it was really settling into, okay, I know this works here, this works there. And now can I, how can I take that and optimize it? How do I take what's working the best already and then duplicate it in a new way, reinvent it in a new way and yeah. not, um, I think it's also about not being so critical. Like I think sometimes it's really easy to play the comparison game turning off all the notifications on my phone hugely helped yeah hugely all the notifications off all the instagram notifications tiktok notifications linkedin twitter facebook i have no ding ding dings that is pulling me out of my work day so that when i am on social i'm very intentional about the time that i spend on social and it's less of a distraction or procrastination tactic Mm -hmm. i love that that is brilliant so what I want to do then is um, let's have a chat because obviously, you know, guys, all of you listening, I hope that you can see that there is real power in um, creating a, a personal brand and, you know, putting yourself into your content. So, I mean, it's, it, it, you, you can have your um, kind of your personal social stuff where you, you post, you know, pictures, I don't know, of your family or whatever, but there's no reason why these things can't operate as a whole and as a holistic kind of representation of you um, and building that kind of personal brand. So what, what I'd like to do is, you know, ask the question that is probably on everyone's minds. Where do we start with these kinds of things, Michelle? How do we go about building um, a personal a personal brand? Uh, there's a few different categories we have to consider. So I think your consider what your meta themes, your categories are, right? So narrowing it down, and all the big social media gurus will tell you this. This is not new information, but it's so true. Is getting consistent about four or five themes that you cycle between helps to, again, kind of like put those bumpers on the bowling alley lanes so that you're sticking within certain parameters. Like as you get comfortable within those parameters, of course you can take like one step to the side each way every once in a while as an experimentation, but the core of your content should stick within certain consistent themes. For me, branding, marketing, entrepreneurship, community, and travel. Those are my five themes. Every piece of content I put online has something to do with one of those themes. And it kind of allows you to, it's kind of like flipping a bunch of levers, right? So like by putting some parameters on it and putting some guidelines on it, then you know what your margin of of play is within those themes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's super helpful. Aesthetics wise, being consistent about the way that you show up online is really, really important because there's so much of the same online, if that makes sense. So a lot of my content in the beginning of starting my business was very homogeneous with everybody else that fit my same description. Blonde, white, millennial, freelancer, graphic designer, traveler. Like, I mean, I can name exactly the cafes in Bali, the spots in Lisbon, the places in Costa Rica where I knew the girls who looked just like me, who worked just like me, who had clients just like mine were there. And so I tried to emulate that. Like I I found every opportunity to go, okay, they have coffee shop photos. I need coffee shop photos. They have these kind of lifestyle photos. I need this kind of lifestyle content. And by doing that, I wasn't creating to a large, like I wasn't creating space for myself and I wasn't contributing to a larger creative conversation about what it means to be a business owner online. Um, so it, it didn't help me. It probably didn't hurt me, but it definitely didn't help me. Once I kind of leaned into like my personal aesthetic, and what I find inspiring and like really leaned on my fine arts and art history background, pulled together kind of this like 1970s California minimalism aesthetic, leaned into the color yellow. I think that totally changed my brand also. Like, yeah. do I want to be known as like the yellow hat girl? Probably not. But is it great for my business? Absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> every time I show up online, whether it's a podcast, a video, anything, an Instagram live, guaranteed I'll either be wearing the color yellow or a hat in some capacity that's just kind of become my hallmark so that now when people see that stuff out in their day-to-day life I come top of mind that's kind of the idea that's that is aesthetics and it's content that is amazing so basically you know you're picking out the themes those those core things that are important to you center your content around those things and maybe have a little something that you're known for for me it would probably be a tiara or some sequins get it in there. <laughs> so you know guys whatever you, you're thinking choose choose your little thing um your little trademark as it were that is that is so brilliant um i guess the next question that i want to ask would be how do we choose the right platform because there are some people that basically so you imagine oh that is me i think something's happened there have i did i just go weird did i just go funny i don't think so like alien funny okay so basically we've got different different profiles of people that would want to build a personal brand you've got freelancers um maybe they just want to obviously engage with more clients they're not really looking to grow a business business per se self-employed but looking for more clients so they want to maybe uh, carve out you know their their niche there then you've got entrepreneurs they've got a whole business a whole brand you know and they want to aside from that stand for some stand for some something some kind of theme theming there Um, but then you've also got like employees um which is interesting Mm -hmm. um and they want to carve out like a a personal media uh, personal media personal branding um moment that is going to help them in their career um so how do we choose the right platform you know for for those things do you have any top tips recommendations there Yeah, I think the first thing is to diversify your platforms. I don't know that just going all in on one platform will necessarily help you or hurt you necessarily. It depends. I think if you are going to put your your time and effort into social media, it's important to not put all your eggs in one basket, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Algorithms change, user habits change, Mm -hmm. consumption changes. We're seeing this right now. 
for the better, I think, with the Black Lives Matter movement. A lot more people are online. They're getting access to information. They're getting resources. But then there's also this complete social media overwhelm. So for myself, who runs my whole business through online social media marketing, I'm so thankful that I established myself in various different channels and I can have really personal and really meaningful conversations within my Facebook group, for example, um, where I know I can talk to my community and still show up for them in a branding marketing context um, yeah. in a way that's still respectful of everything that's going on on Instagram, for example. So mm -hmm. it's it's important, I think, to kind of create opportunities, little pockets for yourself, but it comes with time and effort and consistency. So yeah. I started off, there is an airplane overhead, so let me know if we need to like kick it back from the top. top. Um, but I started mostly with Instagram. Uh, Instagram was pretty much my only social media for uh, a long time for my business, and it was it was good. Then I think I saw my mom's always been like a huge champion of Facebook groups and I saw her grow hers and what an asset it was to have those people in your back pocket that you trust and can also provide value to on a regular basis. And so I started my Facebook group almost exactly a year ago and grew it to about 1800 this last year. And that's been incredibly valuable um, because it kind of, it, it feels like more of a safe space than a public social. Yeah. So for somebody who's starting out, like you're saying, so let's go back to freelancer versus business versus employee. Yeah. I'm of the camp that it's advantageous that everyone has a professional front-facing personal brand. I don't think you need your name to be logoed on everything to have a personal brand. I think having a personal presence online that says these are my values and these are my standards and this is how I live out my values and standards as a professional, as an adult in this society, yes. I think that's valuable because jobs change, pandemics happen, like stuff hits the fan. Yeah. And to be able to, to lean back on, this is what's always been true for me in my experience and to have a backlog of all of your creative work or all of your, your thoughts on, on current issues or whatever your niche is, having that I think is like a, a super valuable time capsule yeah. of your professional growth. So I'm a, a big advocate for that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's striking that balance between what is shared and what isn't shared. Like for me, I do have topics that are off limits and I do have things that I share more about than maybe someone else. So it depends on what your values and standards are, I guess. Yeah, no, that is, that is brilliant. Um, you touched on something there um, about, you know, building a personal brand. It is, it is exactly what it says on the tin. It's brick by brick. It's the, this idea of showing up every day to input into you know forming that that whole thing i guess um my question is you know how do we do this in in a sustainable way do you have any mm -hmm. any tips for us incorporating this into our daily routines into our work work days um so yep. that we can be consistent with it yeah, you won't see results until you have consistency. So when I first started my Facebook group and there were 12, 13, 14 people in it, and I had to basically write the script for my expectations of what the correct behavior was within the group, right? That sounds very like authoritarian, yeah. but what it is is I'm, I'm leading by example of how I want my stuff to be engaged with. So it's it's the whole idea of be the change you wish to see, see in the world, right? Yeah. I'm creating the assets that I think would have been valuable to me two or three years ago. So yeah. if, if that's the case, then, then I know that someone will benefit from it and I'm not gonna position myself as having all the answers at all. Like to the contrary, I'm learning for them as much as they learn for me. But I think it's a part of just like 
figuring out, okay, I need to create a schedule for me. What helped was creating a schedule for myself. So on Mondays is mood board Mondays, Tuesdays, toot your own horn too. Like it's corny. It's super corny, but it got me into a rhythm of now I know what I'm posting Monday through Friday and my audience knows what I'm posting Monday through Friday. So I'm not leaving it this free for all of people just saying, here's my Instagram, follow me. It's like, nope, we have a designated day for that. It's this day. Please look out for that post. I give everyone a chance to introduce themselves, talk about what they're working on. Um, I do a weekly Instagram and Facebook live show. So creating structure for that, like I'm my own boss. No one's, no one enforced that upon me, but making my own structure for myself again, kind of like puts, it's playing with all those levers and switches and making it like, okay, if these are the parameters, where's my room to play within them? Yeah. That help. Um, I think just looking at social media as like, oh, I have to post on social today is not a good strategy whatsoever. Um, Having the systems in place and the right tools in place so that when you are posting, it's intentional is what's going to get you the ROI. Yeah. So um, one more, one more question, and I think this mm-hmm. is um, really valuable. A lot of people are thinking, I want to build a personal brand, but I'm not quite sure how to frame like the parts of myself that I want to project online. Is there like an exercise or a little, um, you know, something that that people can use to spark the start of that journey where they are? almost curating those aspects of themselves, the things that they want to share, you know, how, where do they start with that? Yeah. Provide immense value. Mm-hmm. Literally make a list of the reasons why someone would be interested in the information that you either know, learned, have, are you purely educational? Are you entertainment? Are you sort out what your categories are, what you want your descriptors to be? And try to put yourself in the point of view of, of a friend telling their friend why they should follow you. Yeah. Like get yourself out of it and think about, okay, the person that I want to be talking to, the person that I want to engage with my stuff, how are they explaining my content to someone else when I'm not in the room? Yeah. Um, so for my brand, I, I hope that it's like a good balance of professional, but still personable and exciting and bright and fun and happy and overwhelming uplifting but mm-hmm. really helpful like that's kind of those are the kind of adjectives I hope that people associate with my branding and so then how do I create reverse engineer it by creating content that reflects those those adjectives mm-hmm. um that usually helps but you have to create incentive for people to want to be there right like everyone's attention is splintered so many different directions that if you're not providing value there's not really any reason that someone would particularly want to pay attention either the same as this philosophy with TikTok videos is you have two to three seconds to grab someone's attention. So unless you're starting your video off with your hook of why they should stick around till the end of the video, they're going to just scroll right by you. Um, So creating immense value and hitting it with that value right off the top will help. Um, But you, it's hard to just come out the gate with value if you don't know what your own values are and how how to communicate those. So it's a complicated exercise and it's constantly evolving and changing mm-hmm. um but i think if you're building a personal brand and you have any kind of business or brand that that is an extension of you obviously that becomes part of your core values how does that interplay with it how does your travel or your work-life balance or anything else play with what you believe in um it's all very intertwined and what you're doing by sharing your life is creating connection points i think that's the bigger theme too it's yeah. like 
create an opportunity to to engage in conversation with people online. I think mm -hmm. people want this feeling of belonging, obviously, but more than that, they want to feel seen and heard and appreciated. Yeah. And that's what the purpose of being on social media, whether you're on behalf of your brand or behalf of yourself, should mm -hmm. be. It shouldn't be, look at me, my life is so bitchin'. Yeah. <laughs> unless that's the unless that's the value that you're trying to communicate so that people emulate you I think I think that era of social media is long gone yeah um personally so yeah lead with value lead with value yeah I love that lead with value yeah I can absolutely agree with that that is um that is brilliant so um Michelle before I ask you um your the final question um, for this episode, um, where can people find you online? It's really easy because all the handles are exactly the same. At mkwcreative.co. That's my website. That's all my social handles. My Facebook group is called Kiss My Aesthetic. It's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, mkwcreative.co is the consistent handle everywhere. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I will be sure to list those in, in the blurb so you guys can go and check out Michelle's um, social media, get in contact with her if you've got um, anything you would like to discuss. Um, she's, she's done some fantastic personal brand work with a lot of us in the, in, in the tribe. She makes you look good, all right? She makes you look fly, fresh, and ready to take on the world. We love it. Um, so Michelle, you know, you are obviously some of you some of us i'm not that much i'm not i'm only like a couple of years older than you but you've packed so much value into such a short number of years um what is the the one piece of advice that's been given to you um that you that has really kind of propelled you forward that you would love to pass on to to somebody else that it maybe is you know um struggling or looking at leveling up their life in in some kind of way yeah, uh, the one that sticks with me is one that my parents always instilled in us um, since we were very young is everything in life is a blessing or a lesson. So if you think of every opportunity as being a blessing, it's helping propel you forward, it's put in your path for a reason, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera, or it's a learning opportunity and the learning opportunities themselves are blessings. So really everything is a blessing. And that really kind of helps frame your mindset because there's inevitably we'll all have difficult clients we'll all have bad days we'll all have um anxiety and different feelings weighing on us it's part of the human condition um but if you think of everything as a blessing or a lesson for me it helps me get in the the right mindset yeah no i love that and um i just want to say a massive thank you for joining us on this episode um can't wait to continue this conversation i'm sure people want to know about tiktok how you can use that for business but that's a whole other conversation maybe that's something we can do on instagram live or something um but yeah thank you so yeah. much for your time michelle this has been absolutely wonderful i hope you guys listening absolutely enjoyed that and i've got some food for thought in this short 30 30 30 something minutes um and yeah thank you we will see you in the next episode so thank you michelle as well thanks thanks okay i need to pause this recording that's what i need to do that's what i, I don't know how i broke it michelle i broke
Thank you all so much for listening to that podcast and a huge thank you to Michelle. If you want to find out more about Wi-Fi Tribe, you can look us up on our website at wifitribe.co um, and you can also find us on Instagram at wifitribe.co and on Facebook as well. Um, please make sure that you follow this podcast so that you get notified when we upload new episodes. There's plenty more to come. In the meantime, stay safe and we will catch up with you in the next one.